at the end of the day, sales yeah. tax does not buy you more product. It does not hire you another employee and it does not get another customer to walk through your front door. It does none of those. It contributes zero to your bottom line. So why would you expend any resources or why would you not look at this and say, what, how can I do this the most efficient, cost-effective way possible? Welcome back to the podcast. If you're a regular listener, I know you've heard me say that this is the business of a thousand details, and it really is. Now, there are lots of details other than pleasing your guests that are a challenge, that are a pain, and you might forget about them. And one of those things is, of course, paying your monthly sales tax. In these times, these challenging times, you may not have the money when the sales tax is due and you're digging yourself a hole. If you forget to pay, there are penalties and interest and all that sort of thing. And it's just something that we'd rather not think about. So why not put your sales tax on autopilot? And that's what this episode is all about. I'm speaking with David Joseph and Peter Murray from a platform called Devo. And that's exactly what they do. They set the money aside every single day. They pay your sales tax on time. And in many states, there's even a discount for paying on time. So don't miss this episode. You're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Welcome back, everyone, to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. And our goal here is to help you transform, run a more solid and more profitable restaurant business. We're trying to bring you solutions that make sense for your business now and into the future. So with me today, Mr. David Joseph, the co-founder, Mr. Peter Murray, the general manager of a platform called Davo, and it's an automatic sales tax payment platform that simplifies one of those critical things that you have to keep mindful of every single month but something that's easy to forget and it's kind of a hassle. And I know from experience running restaurants 23 years, this is a process I did myself and I wish I had Davo back then. So welcome to the show, David and Peter. How are you today? Great. Doing Thank great, you. Roger. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us on. Well, again, I think this is a highly relevant topic because right now restaurateurs are up to their ears in challenges and the unexpected is around the next corner and they're constantly putting out daily fires. I call this the business of a thousand details and sales tax is just one of those details. It's super easy to forget. But before we get into Davo and what it is and how it works, let's talk about you know your backstory and hospitality. My guests have come to expect that and it's always a, an interesting part of the show. So we'll start with you, David. I understand you also have a restaurant and chef background. So tell us where all that started for you. And you can go back as far in history as you care to. Yeah, I don't want to go back that far, but I'll, I'll go back as far as the last century. Whatever's uh, relevant. You know, that's, yeah. that's where it started. You know, uh, I was in the restaurant business. Um, the original intent was to hire a chef uh, to run a restaurant. And um, I had no restaurant training, um, but decided that the restaurant was the right calling for me. Came from a family. My mother was a great cook and I traveled all over Europe and eaten great food. And I wasn't finding it here. And, um, I, one day the chef didn't show up, uh, on a Friday night on a Friday afternoon. And I had been watching him and I was like, you know, this is a chef job. Uh, it's not rocket science. I know I can do this. And from that day on, I was the chef in the restaurant, you know, and for 17 years, I did it. I trained myself to be a chef, brought us to national acclaim, grew it from 20 seats to 160 seats over 17 years, five renovations. Uh, or expansions of the restaurant, 
So we were constantly pushing the envelope, uh, constantly pushing our cash flow. Um, and sales tax was always a convenient source of extra revenue. And months, periods would go by, you know, two, three, four months, but we just wouldn't pay sales tax because we wanted to hustle, get the next dining room open with another 30 seats. You know, don't worry about it. We'll make up it. We'll make it up, you know, in the next, uh, in the next couple of months with all the extra seats we have, you know, we had a line at the door every Saturday night and uh, we were turning people away. And uh, one day the, the sales tax auditor who I was on a first name basis with walked through the back door and put an envelope on the table and said, well, you haven't paid me in uh, three months. You owe me $70,000, you know, and after I picked myself up off the floor, you know, I said, come on, Jim, like, how'd you come up with 70 grand? And he said, well, you know, I sat in front of your restaurant on a Saturday night. I counted all the people going in. I took your menu, appetizer, entree, dessert, multiplied it by 90 days, three months. And here you go. You owe me 70 grand. And I said, there's no way, you know, first of all, I'm not open on Monday nights. Not every night's a Saturday night. Not everybody has an appetizer, entree, dessert. And he looked at me and he said, prove it. You know, and so what do you answer to that? The ball's in my court. I had to prove it. And I walked out of the kitchen and I said, why can't someone do our sales tax the way ADP does our payroll? And, and that was the germ that started this journey. And it, it was, I looked and looked at the technology that existed at the time, which remember, this was the last century. This was 1999. I looked at my credit card terminal and I said, the solution is in there. We have to, we can figure out how to do this. And that was the beginning of the journey. I, I connected with one of my customers. We became partners. He was strictly a business money person. And he said, we'll never do anything with this unless we get a patent. We applied for a patent in 2000. Uh, we prosecuted it for 10 years. And in 2010, we were awarded a patent on our process. And through some technical uh, uh, things that we went through. We expanded the patent. We went out and raised money, figured out how to do it. And we had our first live customer in 2015. That's and, quite a uh, story. Yeah, here we are. You know, this is something that happens to lots of restaurant owners. Again, it's so easy to just that money goes into the bank account and it's like, you need that as operating cash flow. And I'm sure this happens a lot. And then all of a sudden you get behind, you get a knock at the door, you get a, you know, one of those disgruntled phone calls saying, where's our tax payment? And you're suddenly, you know, you fall short or you can't make the payment or you have to negotiate. Like you said, you've got to prove, I don't think it was that much money. I, you know, now I got to dig through all my records and tally up the last three months times 30 days and all that kind of stuff. And it gets complicated with multiple sales tax amounts for different, you know, food and beverage versus we had, we had a market, you know, where we had certain things that were non-taxed. We had certain things that were taxable at this percentage. So much was taxable at that percentage. It's really hard to keep track of. So it's great that there's now a, you know, a platform that does it for you. Let's, uh, let's go back to you, Peter. Tell us uh, about your restaurant journey. And I know you've got a technical background, so obviously you blend very well with, with David and the brainchild and how this whole thing came about, but tell us how it started for you. Yeah, I think so. I think my connection to the restaurant and hospitality space is more uh, indirect than David's. I have uh, grew up in a family where food was a key part of how, uh, how we showed, uh, showed each other love. And my grandmother was a great chef and, uh, uh, and brought the family together with her cooking. 
And uh, so that's carried through into my adulthood. This is uh, one of the things I love to do. In fact, I just finished a bowl of Texas style chili that we pulled off the stove a moment ago and, uh, uh, and it was uh, quite delicious. So, uh, so I've got a strong connection to the underlying principle and understand that restaurateurs are looking to deliver an awesome eating experience and food experience for their Absolutely. customers. Mm-hmm. The, that's their primary goal. They're not interested in, uh, they're not as focused on the numbers and the accounting and this obligation that the state puts upon them to collect sales tax uh, and become sales tax collection agents on behalf of the state if they open up a restaurant. And so all of our customers are uh, are primarily in the business of delivering experiences or products to customers in a certain way. Uh, and that's what their passion is. That's what gets them up in the morning and, and causes them to take this kind of risk and this kind of investment in starting a business. Uh, and this task that then they realize, oh, I have to also become a sales tax collector and uh, collect this money and accumulate it in my bank account over a period of time, and then periodically, you know, report it, you know, detailed reporting to the state, and then remit the money. And oh, by the way, you have to have the money when it's time to remit it. Uh, these are challenges to folks that are really running their business, uh, you know, to follow that passion. So, my background professionally is in the technology space. So I've been doing startup software and internet businesses since uh, 1993. And um, uh, and so when I uh, heard about the Davo business uh, and heard about the, uh, the possibility to take a task that is uh, onerous for humans, you know, not, uh, not adding it, not pleasurable, not adding any value in any sense and use technology to make that task go away effectively uh, this to me was a uh, was an opportunity really to, to to do something you know valuable and contribute to to uh, you know to to the technology landscape available to entrepreneurs today. So so we dove in uh, together. Um, I joined the company about two and a half years ago, uh, and we uh, have rebuilt the technology platform and grew, grown it, uh, doubled it more than twice uh, in those two years, uh, and um, and then have recently partnered with Avalara, so that which is a large international tax organization to be able to bring even more uh, depth of service in an automated fashion into this small business uh, market that we serve. So really excited to be a part of it. And uh, and it truly is one of those situations where technology is making the lives of humans better. Uh, you know, so in our, in my, in my, my uh, space, the a number of the businesses that are involved have a sort of moral ambiguity to them. If you look at the Facebook and yes. Google and big data and gathering data about people, uh, this is a, an example of something where technology is unambiguously good. It's doing a net good in the world, and that feels good to be a part of as well. So, uh, so it's been uh, it's been a great adventure so far. We've got a lot more to offer and a lot more in the future. So excited to be a part of it. Well, thanks so much for mentioning what restaurant priorities should be, and that's on pleasing the guests and putting out delicious mm-hmm. food and beverage and creating an experience, you know, not just serving food and drink. And again, this mm-hmm. is one of those thousands of details where it's an unpleasant task. It's a complicated task if you have to do it yourself. Back in the day, the old school way was, you know, you get a form in the mail and it's two or three pages long, and obviously you got to 
go down the form and fill out what your sales of beverage were and your sales of food and and any uh, retail items and all that kind of stuff and then total at the bottom. And I used to always do it by hand and cross-reference it with my daily Z reports and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you, you mentioned onerous and what an onerous task it is. And now, sure, you can go online to your state's you know revenue tax department or whatever and fill out the very same form, which is equally as complicated and a pain in the ass and Okay, that's that's probably the good part because, like you guys both said, making sure you have the money to hit the send button to the government is a whole nother story. So, mm-hmm. what an amazing, what a wonderful platform that you have. So, I love the brainchild. I love how it came to be. You went through some legwork. You've got patents here involved, and it took you a while to obviously refine this so that it's a seamless process for operators. Let's talk the, the about. Yeah, the go ahead, please thing, do. Roger, is yeah. That, that, the, the concept and the idea was way ahead of technology. Mm-hmm. That at the point that the patent was applied for and the patent was even issued, technology was not there yet to even do what we are doing today. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, there was, no, we work with data and the data comes from the POS. And so the right. only way for us to get data was the, the advent of the cloud. And this is what enabled Davo to do what we do. And so my, my partner and I used to say, well, the stars aligned, you know, that the, the advent of the cloud happened and our technology was there and we leveraged that. Wonderful. And this is, this is a yeah. great example of an idea being, you know, being born and being uh, born and held at the right time so that when the technology was available, uh, we could jump right on it and uh, and build out the systems that take that technology and make it uh, you know make it reality. You remember when it was just a credit card terminal? There's just not enough information in the credit card terminal uh, to determine what the sales tax was and how much was taxable and how much was non-taxable. And taxable at a you know alcoholic drink level versus a prepared food level versus a T-shirt that might have been sold in the same transaction at the at the gift store. Uh, and uh, so a modern POS, a modern point of sale. Uh, like Toast or Clover or Square or Upserve, these are partners of ours um, who uh, who have the point of sale technologies in the cloud that allow us to get access to the, the transactional data as it's happening. We see the tax being collected, uh, and then we can set it aside so that it's not sitting in the merchant's bank account as an attractive nuisance, as you mentioned before, uh, to to be spent, you know, be accidentally spent or uh, inadvertently spent on uh, unnecessary expenses, we can set this money aside. It actually is the state's money that's being held by the merchant in a trust relationship. So it's not the merchant's money. The merchant's Correct. not paying the sales tax. It's the state's money that the merchant's holding on to. Uh, we set that aside, and then it's there uh, and available for remittance when it's time when it when the time comes for the uh, for the return to be filed and the money to be sent to the state. So it just yeah. goes directly through. This is and, really and relevant, of, right? Well, you have a point well, to make, David? Go ahead. Yeah, one of the interesting things that really separates us from all of our competitors in the tax space is we approach sales tax differently than they do. They all look at sales tax as a compliance issue. Here's the tax rate you should be charging where whether you're shipping it or wherever you're located. We don't look at it that way. We look at it from the standpoint of here's the tax rate, but here's the actual money. We are moving the money. We are the treasury. And this is the, the fundamental difference between us and everybody else. And people have said to us, who would want you taking the money out of their account? You go look at our reviews online. The number one reason that people love Davo, they put the money aside every day. I never have to worry about it. I don't think about it because the money gets put aside. 
The money is always available when it's time to pay sales tax. This is the fundamental challenge for small businesses and in particular restaurants. And this is what they love so much. As you said, you can log into the state website and fill out the form. It's That's the easy part. The money part is the hard part. And that's the part that we're experts at. So as a restaurant owner operator, you don't see that sales tax. It's not, it's not going into your bank account. You don't have an artificially inflated sense of security here. It's like your cash flow is your cash flow. And what belongs to the state belongs to the state. And we take it out every single day. And you don't get yourself into the hole that you described that happened. So that's a beautiful thing. I started to say that this is a very relevant time because unfortunately the pandemic has devastated the industry and they say well over 100,000 restaurants have failed. However, there are so many tens of thousands, if not 100,000 spaces out there, most of which, many of which are fully fit up, just waiting for operators to come in and start. And I can't believe that I mean, I see on a daily basis almost new operators getting into this business that haven't been in the business before. We're talking about chefs who always worked for someone else, always wanted to put their name on the door. People are just tired of their jobs and they cash in their 401ks and said, I always wanted to own a restaurant and they're getting into the business. And it's probably the easiest time now to do so. However, like you said, it's like their main focus isn't on the finances and on the numbers, even though it needs to be to a certain extent. But now you're taking one of those pieces away that they just don't have to think about. So I think it's highly relevant that, that you offer this service. Like I was a finance guy myself. I watched every dime come into the company. I watched every dime go out. I approved every spend. It's like I had checks and balances because I'm a huge believer in systems. And I worked on my business back then. So I didn't have to work in it in the future. And I believe every restaurant owner needs that. I call it an exit strategy. Whether you stay in the restaurant, whether you open up new franchises or other locations, or you just want to spend time with family and friends, that's an exit strategy, but you can't do it without systems. And what Davo is, is it's a system, right? It's a I system. Think- exactly. Davo, yeah. Davo checks that box. It allows the restauranter to free up time for all of the other myriad details that they need to juggle in order to have a successful restaurant business and get to that point of an exit or or a self-operating kind of operation. Restaurant owners and managers, I call this the business of a thousand details. And you've got more important things to worry about than calculating and paying your monthly sales tax on time. Well, that's where Davo comes in. Davo puts sales tax on autopilot for restaurants. Davo uses sales tax data from your point of sale system to set aside the exact amount of sales tax you collect every single day and then files it and pays it when it's due on time for your restaurant every month. Davo takes just five minutes to set up and once it's up and running, you never have to worry about paying sales tax again. Davo costs $49.99 per POS connection per month, and your restaurant can try Davo for the first 30 days free. Davo was created by a successful restaurant chef and owner who knows what's important for your operation. Time is money, and you've got more important things to focus on, like pleasing your guests. You can't put a price on peace of mind. Why not try Davo for the first 30 days at DavoSalesTax.com? I think one of the interesting things we've had over the past pandemic time is watching because we see our, our, our thousands and thousands of clients across the U.S., we see their revenues on a daily basis. And so we watched at the beginning of the pandemic, the beginning of March, uh, we saw, you know, if you call that 100% of, uh, of people's revenue, we saw it decline by 60% over three weeks. Wow. Uh, we saw that daily re- average daily revenue decline. 
and then the 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 fascinating thing was we watched it immediately start creeping back from that low point. So immediately by the end of March, it was already starting to recover. And by the middle of July, we were back at that March level of revenue in our in our customer basis on a per door basis. And we're seeing that continue to grow and expand as the pandemic uh, further recedes, uh, knock wood, um, going forward. Uh, and we do expect, and we see already in our data, uh, a beginning of an upswell, as you indicated, of new openings of restaurants. And I think our partners are seeing this and we're experiencing it as well, which is uh, really exciting and and uh, gratifying uh, to see. And the neat thing is we get to see it on a literally on a day-by-day basis. We have better data than the states who are making policies uh, do uh, in terms of seeing how this, uh, how the how the main street economy is uh, is being hit or being affected by the by the pandemic. Yeah, and you got to gauge because I'm sure that you or your people have uh, conversations with new operators that sign on, and suddenly you find out what's your background. Oh, I, I'm just starting this restaurant, but I heard of your service, and I, you know, so you've got a sense of that. And business in restaurants is booming now. It's like it's at an all time high. And granted, there's supply chain issues and rising prices and all these mm-hmm. other problems that um, you know are creeping up now. But again, you got to figure out how to maximize your opportunities. Forget about the sales tax. Just how do we get as many sales in the door as possible? How, how do we maximize profit on every sale that comes through the door? How do we keep our good staff happy, find and attract new staff and recognize and reward them to build this culture or a dream team staff, right? And again, all of those are systems. And those are, those are systems. And those some of those are problems that the human mind is better suited to, to do. Yeah. Sales tax is not an interesting task for the human mind. It's about cr- keeping track of details. It's about keeping track of the records. It's about making sure you have the money in the bank account. It's about all this uh, uh, sort of grunt work that a system like an automated system like ours can just totally take care of and allow the human to spend their precious intellectual capital on the hard problems, which is how do you grow that business? How do you make sure the culture is good for your employees? And how do you how do you take advantage of the uplift that's going on here in the, uh, you know, with the pandemic proceeding? So these are the challenges that the human brain should be focused on, not keeping track of the pennies and the, and the, right. and the dimes on, that are sales tax that can be automated in that way. Yeah. It's a business of, of relationships, I- you know, it's like you've got your managers. Some restaurants are fortunate enough to have a management team. A lot of owners mm-hmm. are hands-on, but they, whether you're an owner or a manager, it's like, you got to get out of the back office and get on the floor where things are happening. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes open. You want to touch your guests in a personal way, build relationships with your guests and, you know, and put out a great product. So, you and know, I was always a huge day, of that. At the end of the day, sales yeah. tax does not buy you more product. It does not hire you another employee, and it does not get another customer to walk through your front door. It does none of those. It contributes zero to your bottom line. So why would you expend any resources? Or why would you not look at this and say, "What? how can I do this the most efficient, cost-effective way possible? Yeah, that's, that's like the 80-20 rule, right? They say that you want to spend 80% of your time on the things that generate the 20% of the most cash and revenue. So mm-hmm. that's, that's that's it. a very good point. So let's mm-hmm. talk about how it works. Let's just say I'm an interesting, uh, an interested new um, customer or client of Davo. I've heard about it through this podcast and suddenly... You know, I'm interested. What's the next step? How do I get set up? I understand it's a really simple, quick process. Doesn't take much. You integrate with a lot of major POS systems. Walk us through the the process, the onboarding process. 
So I think the, the first step to do, if folks are interested in learning more, is come to the website davosalestax.com, D-A-V-O salestax.com, one word. Uh, and, um, uh, and there we have an outline of how the process works and, how, and, uh, and a list of all the partners that we have connections with, all of the uh, POSs that we are connected with there. Once you're there, you can, it's literally a, a uh, you know, a click-through agreement in many of the, in many of those uh, uh, cases, it's literally a click to sign up and then you're immediately connected and then you can immediately finish the onboarding in 10 or 15 minutes, uh, at which point our system is talking to your point of sale system and gathering data immediately uh, to understand what your sales tax obligations are and how things are going. Uh, and then we can begin uh, setting aside that money as early as the following business day. So this is um, very easy sign on. It's one of the things that we work hard on is to try to make that as seamless as possible um, and uh, and to uh, have the integrations with the right point of sale so that folks can come and just help themselves uh, to that onboarding. One of the big principles we have is that this is a self-service service. Uh, you don't need to pick up the phone. You can do it at 10 p.m. from your couch uh, with your laptop. You don't need to be in business hours. There's no long integration period that it takes. There's no professional services fees. It uh, it uh, it just works when you're connected to one of uh, when you're using one of the POSs that we're connected with. And oh, by the way, if we're not connected to the POS that you use, we want to hear about it because we want to understand which POSs we should be prioritizing. And if there's an audience of folks out there that is using a, a technology that we're not integrated with, uh, if they leave a message on our website, and there's a button to do that as well. Uh, then, uh, then we will uh, use that information to help prioritize our next uh, integrations that we have. We have a long, you know, pipeline of these that we manage on an ongoing basis. So it's literally as easy as that, and uh, and you can be up and running in ten or fifteen minutes uh, and put sales tax on autopilot, uh, and then um, uh, not worry about it going forward. Let me ask you so, two two questions. Yeah, um, I think just I just want to take a, just a little deeper dive, just so people okay. understand how yeah. Dava works. Okay, go so, ahead. We work at a, at a transaction level. So if you're a coffee shop, you're selling coffee, cup of coffee is $4. There's a tax rate in your POS system. It says the tax rate is 8%. What Davo sees in that transaction is a $4 sale and 32 cents of tax. This enables us to determine, we don't calculate the tax. The POS is doing all of the tax calculation. Right. It doesn't matter what the form of payment is, whether it's cash, credit, debit, gift cards. It doesn't matter to us. We just need to see the transaction. Likewise, someone walks in and says, this is the worst cup of coffee I ever had. I want a refund. You're going to give them back $4 and there will be a negative amount of sales tax. If you sell a gift card, it's non-taxable at the sale of the card. We would recognize that as a non-taxable sale. We will see the tax when the gift card is redeemed. So we deal with transactional data, which is highly accurate, which enables us to collect the exact amount of tax that's determined by your point of sale and to file a very accurate tax return and create a very accurate audit trail in the, in the event that you have a tax audit. So people should be very confident in the fact that the data that we are collecting and the return that we are filing is highly accurate to what they are reporting to us. What happens if I'm one of those guys that hasn't paid his sales tax in three or four months and the tax collector's banging on the door? Does this system go back in time and catch us up accurately for what's been missed? 
How does that so work? We can, file, we, we can go back and file the returns. And if you have the money, we can make the payment for you. Sure. But our advice is always get on a payment program with the state, negotiate whatever terms you can, right. get on Davo immediately, immediately, so that you don't fall further behind. And then we've also heard from merchants who have said to the state, hey, I'm not on Davo, I'm using Davo. Some states actually recommend us and and have... and they will say, okay, if you can give us six months of accurate, perfect returns with Davo, then we can talk about penalties and interest. You know, this is, we don't go to the States and negotiate this. It's, we've talked about it. It's very complicated, but we, we can help the merchant certainly guide them through it and getting a, a conversation started with the state. But the worst thing you can do is avoid it and throw the letter in the trash. All right, fine. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if we say sign up for this um, platform, say towards the end of a month so that we start fresh with the new month. Like if it's the eighth, well, today's February 14th, we're halfway through the month, say, mm -hmm. and I sign up today. What happens to the first 14 days of this month? Mm -hmm. Is that, does that go we, back in time or do we, we start two, with the 15th yeah. moving forward? We have two, two, two approaches. We, we will, we will, um, I, we will definitely start with the 15th moving forward. Uh, -huh. uh, and then we either will, uh, collect the funds to fund the first half of the month, uh, today. Uh, so we can, we can go back and get the, uh, get the sales tax collected between the first and the 14th, uh, today, or we can, uh, take it, uh, directly from your account to pay the state when the state, when it's due, uh, at its natural course, which would be the 20th or so of the following month. So we have a couple of ways of handling that first month. Um, and uh, so there's no reason to wait until uh, the first of the month or anything like that. We, 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 we board people all month long all the time. I see. Tell me about where my money goes on a daily basis. I never see it. Does it go into some kind of escrow account in the cloud? It's like, and then yep. it all catches up. Is that how it works? Yeah, it goes into a holding account that we have uh, uh -huh. uh, that we maintain for this purpose. And it's yep. held sacrosanct there until it's time to remit it to the state. And this is, I understand it's like five, 10 minute setup, like really quick, right? Like yep, you said, super. it's a DocuSign five is, thing. Five is generous. Five, five is generous. generous. Okay. Uh, we yeah. can get in under five minutes and you can do it. Under well, five. yeah, you can do it last night while watching the Super Bowl, eating a bag of Doritos. And it's like, we had people who did it. We had yeah, people, people who, who did for it during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And again, POS tracks everything. So varying tax amounts, I don't have to worry about that either. Even if I have four different sales tax um, percentages yeah. that I pay on different in, merchandise in your, and items. In your example of having a grocery store yeah. and multiple things that are taxable, non-taxable, that's simply up to you to assign a tax rate to those items. In the so POS. When you ring the, okay. In the POS. So when yep. you ring up the item, this rang up as a taxable and this rang right. up as non-taxable. So again, we are leveraging data. Yeah. You know, we're using the, the data from the POS. We had to do that. You know, we had, we had, well, I was out of the business for five or six or seven years. And then just before the pandemic, I got the brilliant idea of buying another restaurant. And then when the government shutdowns happened, we had to rip out all the seats and the booths and turn it into a market. So now we're a market and we had beer and wine to go and we had cocktails to go and we still cooked food off the line and we had multiple tax rates. And obviously I had to transition from just the restaurant we had mm -hmm. before to now, okay, this is non-tax item because it's a, a certain grocery item and grocery. this is at this percent and that percent. And okay, I had to put five different tax rates into the POS system, but that wasn't hard. Mm -hmm. So yes, mm -hmm. you have to do that. 
But then once it's done, then obviously everything uh, is tracked by the POS. Everything is tracked and everything Bang. flows through. We should assign yeah. we should assign you up. Sign you up for this. I wish I knew about it. Let me um let me ask you, uh, what what type of confirmation do your clients get on a monthly basis that hey, this has been taken care of? Um, do they get any confirmation or they just rest assured that it's been paid on time and you're all good? That sort of thing. Does the confirmation come from the state, like an email? Thank you. Your pay, sales tax was paid for the month of April, March, whatever it is. How does that work? Yeah. So we have. Uh, so there, there are a number of feedback elements that uh, that mm-hmm. happen. So first of all, there is a dashboard that our customers can log, our, our, our merchants can log into at any time and look at the state of the system. They can see what the set asides were that that have been performed, what the state state of those transactions are. They can go back and look at all the filings that we've done for them across time. So they can see three months ago what that filing looked like and download a copy of the exact filing document from the state, which we hold and so forth. So all of that is available via a dashboard at any time. Uh, As well, every day when we do a set-aside transaction, we send uh, send the, the merchant an email that says, here's what your sales were. Your total sales were yesterday, and here's what your t- sales tax was in total, and we're setting that aside for your bank account. Uh, many merchants love this email because it's it's nice to just get an email first thing in the morning that says, here's what yesterday's sales looked like, uh, whether you happen to be in the building or somebody else was running the business that day. Uh, this is a nice little sort of summary email. Uh, and then the, uh, at any time we do a filing at the end of the period, whether it's the end of the month or the end of the quarter, um, they will get an email that says your 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 sales taxes were paid in full, and here's a link into the dashboard so that you can see the see the filing document yourself if you want to. That's so. that's that's terrific. Now there, I just learned this because in my state we didn't have this, but I understand there are 25 different states that have early pay discounts, so you don't actually mm-hmm. have to pay the full amount, and that's automatically calculated as well. And when you work with a new client, you simply say, "Hey, lucky you! You're in one of those 25 states, and you're going to save X percent every single month because we're going to pay it early for you." Is it is early like? Uh, one day before? Do they want it two weeks before? Does it matter? Does it vary? It's on time. It's just on time. time It's an on-time discount. We we make sure that the filing is always done on time. There's no one day later, five days late, and they get that discount. And in many cases, that discount more than pays for the service. So so by making sure that we capture that discount for for the merchant every time, uh, they've already, they're already in the money by using our service. That's a win-win right there. That yeah, is, it sure, sure is. We used to have a customer in New York. He said, "Whenever I got my quarterly discount refunded into my bank account, I felt like I got one over on the state of New York." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's terrific. I bet you a lot of operators feel that way. It's like taxes are not a popular topic in any business. Yeah, we're probably the. I think we're the only app in some of the app markets, but it's not in all of them that actually gives money back to merchants. And and I know that we as of last spring, last spring I think it was over a million dollars. Yeah, we had refunded to merchants for on-time filing payments. So one one fee, no hidden fees, right? It's it's forty nine ninety nine a month, and forget it, and it pays forty nine ninety nine a month, and sales taxes uh, sales taxes off your plate. You know, it's interesting. I was talking with a merchant the other day. They own a pet store in Chicago, and they were changing over. They were very old school before. Husband opened the store in the late eighties had an old cash register and they had a bookkeeper who was retiring. And uh, she, she was telling me, I said, so how do you manage your sales tax? She said, well, every morning I log into, I, I go on my computer and I transfer the sales tax to my tax savings account. And then I 
walk our all of our paper receipts over to the bookkeeper. She's very old school, you know, and, and she's retiring and we're getting a cloud-based POS system, one of our partners, and we want to use Davo. And so I said, okay, let's look at first that you log in every morning and you put your money aside. Okay. I said, I'm going to be generous and give you two minutes a day for doing that. She says, it takes me two minutes just to boot up my computer, you know? So there's the first thing, but two minutes a day, that's an hour of her time every month Mm -hmm. right there that it, it, let's just call it $25 an hour. She's got 25 bucks invested already in this. Then she walks stuff over to her bookkeeper and bags another hour. So at 50 bucks a month, Davo's got it covered for her. We're doing the exact same thing she is. We're just automating it. But I gave her back two hours of her time. Two hours. Time is so, priceless. It really is. Time is priceless. And we hear that over and over. Even the good organizations that are transferring the money every day, it's time. Yeah, it's two minutes a day. Who cares? Yeah, it's an hour a month. So that adds up. And when you begin to talk about folks that have multiple locations, so if you've opened your second restaurant location or third restaurant location, you have to then aggregate data from multiple systems and do your reporting on the aggregate data. And uh, maybe you have uh, different POS systems there, or maybe you have um, uh, an online component and, oh, don't even get me started on the Grubhubs and Uber Eats of the world and how they interact with the tax system in different states. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this right. poses a significant complexity of just pulling together the data that you need to file the file the uh, file the um, the sales tax uh, returns. So all of this again is automated with uh, with our some of our customers have uh, catering aspect of their business and they do catering by invoice in their QuickBooks Online. So they have QuickBooks Online and sending invoices out and that has sales tax impact on it. And right. then they have their Yes, um, POS with sales tax being charged in the in their storefronts. So, uh, integrating all of that into a unified uh, tax, you know, comprehensive tax profile for the business is a bit of work, and we automate that piece as well. So, um, so I think this is uh, all kind of examples of the kind of time and energy that uh, that uh, that restaurateurs can look to claw back by using a system uh, such as Davo. Well, I think, I think one, of the, gonna, one of the things yeah, that, that I actually, I personally love hearing, and I, I know other people on our team here love hearing it too, is that when we get someone who is a multi-unit operator, you know, maybe we started with them when they had one location and now they're opening their third or fourth, you know, I'll always ask them, were we part of that? And, and invariably, they will say, you were a huge part of us being able to expand. And it goes back exactly to what you were saying, Roger. It's about systems, you know? Put systems in place. If you want to grow and expand your business, the things that don't don't grow the business that are just minutia to the business or a pain in the ass, automate them. Get them away from you so you can concentrate on the things that do matter and will help you grow the business. That's great advice. I totally, um, I totally go along with all of that. That's how I ran my business, and we hope every operator, you know, takes a lesson from that book. Because again, you don't want to be tied to your business twenty four seven, and you want to enjoy the business. This is a business of passion. It's a business of relationships. You should be touching, like I said, your customers every day in a personal way. And that's what leads to positive online reviews and repeat business, and just having a business you can be proud of. And too many operators get stuck, like you say, in the minutia. So 
automation, systems, all those things are super important. We've covered a lot of ground today. Is there anything we missed on Davo? No, I think it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's there. It's on the uh, web, davosalestax.com. Go take a look at it. And uh, we would uh, welcome any inquiries that, uh, that folks have. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to send them in. We have a very responsible customer service staff. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we're... Uh, uh, we're excited to be part of, as you say, the automation of uh, of minutia, uh, so that uh, so that entrepreneurs and restaurateurs can uh, can focus on running and scaling their business. That's what we do daily. Thank you so much, David. Thank you, Peter. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. We will put the URL for DavoSalesTax.com in the show notes in case you missed it. Check it out. First month free, forty nine ninety nine a month. Automate, systemize your business. That's the podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, David. Thank you, Peter, for being great guests on the podcast. And thanks to Davo for sponsoring this podcast. This episode was all about a system, something that you can put on autopilot so you don't have to worry about it. You know that everything is taken care of. It's being handled properly and you can move on to more important things such as pleasing your guests, training your staff and delivering true value to your guests. An exit strategy means different things to different people, but maybe you just want to spend more time away from the restaurant or do something else else entirely, but still maintain ownership of that property. And to do that, it takes systems. We have a complete series of systems all included in something called the Restaurant Rockstars Academy that's all about critical finances. It's all about staff training, recognition rewards to build what I call the dream team. And it's all about marketing firepower for little or no money, all proven to increase sales and profits in your restaurant. Why not check it out? It's all at restaurantrockstars.com. It's called The Academy. Don't forget to leave us a question. Love to get your questions and reply to those. And we'll see you next time. People go to restaurants for lots of reasons. What the customer doesn't know is the thousands of details it takes to run a great restaurant. This is a high-risk, high-fail business. It's a treacherous road, and smart operators need a professional guide. I'm Roger. I've started many highly successful, high-profit restaurants. I'm passionate about helping other owners and managers not just succeed, but knock it out of the park. You don't just want to run a restaurant, you want to dominate your competition and create a lasting legacy. Join the Academy and I'll show you how it's done. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.